This is Highway 89. I'm talking with Chip Davis, who was the creator of Mannheim Steamroller. They've sold over 40 million albums, outselling artists such as Bruce Springsteen, Bon Jovi, Billy Joel. And I know that you know who they are, but you may not know they're one of the top 50 best-selling artists during the past two decades. Chip Davis, thank you for speaking with me. Oh, absolutely, Steve. It's my pleasure. And this uh, this concert that you'll be in Cedar City, you'll also be in Salt Lake City here in Utah. You said you even remember the very first time you came to Salt Lake City. Yes, it was a long time ago. It was one of our very first concerts outside of Omaha, which is where the band is based. And I started in Omaha, Nebraska, and the second city we did was actually Salt Lake City. We had a tremendous fan base even back then, and I thought that would be a logical place to go. So that would have been about probably 1975 or something like Uh that, a long time ago. And the very first venue we played was Kingsbury Hall up at the university. Yeah, what a great hall for a concert. Yeah, it was super uh, we also did a pillow concert out at BYU one time. Back in the early days, uh, we played the the big venue. It was called the E-Center at one point. We played the Capitol Theater oh, a lot of times. The Capitol is a wonderful venue for us. It's a nice size and very familiar with Salt Lake City. Stayed a lot at the Little America with the, <laughs> with the crew and know the city well. Well, this time you'll be right smack dab in the middle of the city. This is December 27th, Mannheim Steamroller at a Bravenel Hall at 3 p.m., and by the way, tickets are at broadwayinutah.com or call 801-355-ARTS. I love that you're at a Bravenel Hall because that's the home of our Utah Symphony, and you really do have a classical background. Yes, uh, absolutely. I was trained, believe it or not, in bassoon at the University of Michigan with a classical training. When I initially got out, I played in uh, the Toledo Symphony and was going to pursue a career as a symphonic bassoonist, but my heart really was into wanting to write music. And eventually I stopped all of that. I was teaching school for a short stint, and I decided I'm going to really pursue being a composer. I learned that peanut butter is a steady diet for beginning composers <laughs> and a pair of blue jeans and things. So, uh, it, But I was 25 or 26, so it wasn't too rough on me then, and I'm really glad that I did because things have really turned out well, and the groups now have survived so well and all of that. Now from the album Christmas by Mannheim Steamroller, the one that started it all. God rest ye merry gentlemen. God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, from Christmas, the very first album by Mannheim Steamroller. On BYU Radio, we're speaking with Chip Davis, founder of Mannheim Steamroller. Most recently, you put out an album called 3040, so 30 years of Christmas with Mannheim Steamroller and 40 years of fresh air. Yes. So you, right from the very beginning, you were taking this classical music you'd been trained in and combining it with all different sounds. And really, this was the very beginning of this high-quality audio. Absolutely. The sales started in hi-fi stores, which is, there was some hi-fi stores in Salt Lake and in Denver and around that area that were the first to uh, have my albums. Of course, back in that day, they were vinyl. 
by the way, we yes. just started producing vinyl again. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a two-disc set out of 3040 in blue see-through vinyl. But, uh, yeah, it, it started in hi-fi stores, and that's what got us a start in one of the hi-fi stores in Salt Lake City. We had such a tremendous response that that's what really spurred me into trying to bring the group out there for the first time. So people would go in wanting to hear this high-end audio equipment, and the people in the store, they knew exactly what to put on to really show it off. Yeah, demonstration material. They used to call it demo material, and <laughs> it would make those speakers really talk, and it would increase their hi-fi sales so Pretty soon, people started asking, hey, I, I'll buy the stereo system, but what's that thing you're playing on it? I want to buy that, too. And then pretty soon, we were in the record business. This is just so funny to me. This this makes for a great story, which was that you wanted to do a Christmas album, then people said that would end your career. Yes, that's right. The people in the record business at that time, when someone did a Christmas album, it was viewed as, oh, the guy's got to fulfill a contract, so he's going to write a Christmas album. Mm. Or it was like trying to fulfill this contract so that he can go on to another label was kind of what it was about. And that's the way they viewed it. And so when I came on with a Christmas album, the labels that I showed it to said, you know, this is going to be the end of your career and all that. I mean, people are going to perceive it incorrectly. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. So I set up this independent distribution, and we ended up selling 9 million of them. And uh, then kind of the birth of American Gramophone came along. I didn't need the other guys. That's just such an amazing and actually a, a very inspiring story. You really could not have any idea. That first year, did it just blow up all beyond your expectation? Yeah. The very first year, it surprised me how well it did. And my goal when I did the first Fresh Air album, this is, of course, 10 years before the first Christmas album, my goal was just to hopefully it would make enough money out there in the hi-fi industry that I could afford to do a second album. And, of course, now that led to, I don't know how many I've done, a lot, 40, maybe 40 albums or something over the years. Now I saw three ships from Mannheim Steamroller. That's Mannheim Steamroller from their very first Christmas album, Cold Christmas, I Saw Three Ships. Lots of us have you to thank for hot chocolate. Because, <laughs> right. because nothing's more fun at Christmas time. Put on a Christmas album, especially if we're lucky enough, like we are in Salt Lake City, to live where the snow is actually falling in the mountains. And yes. just to cuddle up with a, a cup of a hot chocolate, you could actually get this on the Mannheim Steamroller website. Yeah, that's our actually our largest selling non-music product is... Uh, my version of hot chocolate has cinnamon in it. It's cinnamon hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. And I might add, just like with our records where we use the highest quality vinyl, the highest quality recording equipment, the cinnamon in the hot chocolate is actually from Madagascar, which is like the best cinnamon in the world. And so the quality of the products that make that hot chocolate are all very top of the line. And as you know, I mean, it's a really unique, compared to regular hot chocolate, it's got a really unique taste. So at what point did you think, you know, we really need to sell this at our concerts or on our website? Who's thought of selling food to go with music? I have always been a cook. I mean, I, I do love to cook. I have almost a professional kitchen here in my house in Omaha. I was fiddling around with some hot chocolate one time and just thinking, I'd like to do something to this to just give it a little bit different spin. And so that's when, when I, I started adding some cinnamon to it and started messing around, 
once I had it sort of where I liked it, there's an enormous food company here in, in Omaha called ConAgra, and mm-hmm. one of their brands was a hot chocolate company. And so I went to, the, I knew the guys at ConAgra, and I went to them, I showed them, and they put me together with one of their companies to start with, and we do it a little different way now. But that's what launched it, and uh, the cinnamon became such a popular thing that the companies we did it with decided to just let us do our own thing, and we bought supplies from them, and next thing I knew, we were selling hot chocolate all over the place. Here is Carol of the Bells from Mannheim Steamroller. Steamroller with Carol of the Bells from the album 3040 Ultimate Collection. We're speaking with Chip Davis today, founder of Mannheim Steamroller on BYU Radio's Highway 89. I want to mention one thing since this is the Christmas season. You really got into the spirit of this back in 2008. You gave away a million CDs, giveaways to U.S. troops, their families, people in military hospitals, other support groups. In fact, the Department of Defense gave you an award for that. I admire that. That's quite a nice gesture to those families. You know, you think about what they're doing and risking their lives, and they're away from home, and I was just thinking about that. What would it be like to be over there at Christmas and missing family and everything? I wanted to give a Christmas present from Mannheim Steamroller, and that's what it turned out to be was purely a Christmas present for Mannheim Steamroller, but not only for the troops, but where we could find their families. It went to their families as well. Because Christmas has so much music attached to it, we love to hear the music, but there is something special about hearing it live. You'll be here at Abravanel Hall December 27th. I'm just thinking of the logistics. There's a, a green group and a red group that travel around the country to orchestras performing this music. Actually, I don't travel with them at all. Occasionally, mm. I catch up with them. I was just in Florida and went to three cities with them and opened the concerts and basically welcomed the crowd and surprised them. I I do have a film piece that opens all of the concerts, but if I can make it live, we start the film piece and then we freeze frame it and I walk out on the stage and welcome the crowd and surprise them. (laughs) That way, you know, if I can't make it, it's covered from the fact that I can't be in both companies at the same time because they're basically playing every day. I'm talking with Chip Davis. He's at his home in Omaha. We're talking about both Fresh Air and about the current Christmas tour for Mannheim Steamroller. And, you know, I cannot help but ask, what's a typical day like for you? I'm not sure there even is a typical day for you. Kind of right there. It is unusual. I mean, sometimes I'm flying all over the place, being involved with concert-related stuff. Sometimes I'm here working on production in between those things where we've got we have an, uh, another album in flow right now that's a, a, a new album. I'm doing a brand new album with my youngest daughter, Elise Marie. And Elise is just 16 now, but I started the album when she was 14. We have most of it done. By the way, she is on the 3040 album singing on a version of Greensleeves that I created for her. That's a really unique version of Greensleeves. It's with Latin percussion, it's not what you would normally think. The piece, as it builds and does its steamroller effect, 
really gets rocking out. I, I created that for Elise, and so I've been working on things like that. Uh, I have two more cuts to do with her. I'll have that album done. Then our fans, I know, are going to flip over this. I'm reasonably certain. Mannheim meets Mancini, and I'm working on a Henry Mancini album. Like I've got the Baby Elephant walked on. I've done a, a Hatari uh, with really cool instruments like the uh, Chimbalum, mm-hmm. and then also, of course, Peter Gunn. That's track one, and it rocks out. Boy, there's a whole fruitful field to mine from Henry Mancini. He wrote so much great music. Oh, absolutely, and it's so fun working on his music. And then I start quite often with whatever I'm doing. I start with sort of a uh, straight version of it so you recognize what it is, and then I'll kick in the Mannheim part and start rocking it out and doing it just different, adding my Mannheim instruments, which would be things like harpsichord, unusual instruments that you wouldn't expect to be in a rocked-out version of Peter Gunn. I know there's no way to pick a favorite, but since we talked about your daughter and that she's featured on this 3040 album, let's hear this uh, version of Green Sleeves with a Latin beat coming in. Green Sleeves from the album 3040, The Ultimate Collection with Mannheim Steamroller, Chip Davis's daughter Elise Davis singing. We're speaking with Chip Davis today, founder of Mannheim Steamroller on BYU Radio's Highway 89. I do want to ask about a car accident you had about 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, somehow you kept this all going even through recovery. That was a, an awful time, actually. It was before everybody was into wearing seatbelts, and we both went through the windshield. Mm. And so that took me out of everything from physically also to mentally. It was a very depressing sort of situation. So I think some of the reason it, you know, I was able to keep things going was the writing music and everything, the distraction of that, because I enjoy it so much, really kept my mind straight going through that whole depressing time. Well, they say music heals us, and uh, yeah. that sounds like what you're talking about. I'd agree with that. And along with that, as a sidebar here, I have another business that I started based on that called Ambiance Medical. Mm-hmm. And so I have a medical division in which I've created specific music where I've done research with folks like the Mayo Clinic, Wake Forest, and a number of the high visibility hospitals that would experiment with using holistic healing in their various aspects of uh, patient care. So I got really involved, and I had that whole division going. Uh, in fact, we've even done experiments with NASA in relation to long-range space travel with it. Interesting. <laughs> Send your music into space. And now, Stille Nacht, Silent Night. Silent Night or Stille Nacht from the album Christmas by Mannheim Steamroller. 
I was reading a Forbes Entertainment article talking not just about your music, but really building a multi-million dollar brand. And at what point did you realize, I'm not just doing music, I am a brand. I'm something that people recognize, or my company is something that people recognize the same way they recognize Coca-Cola or Adidas. You know, honestly, I wasn't that sharp from a, a trained marketing position to even know what the term brand really meant. <laughs> um, so when people started talking about that, kind of had to learn what the whole thing meant because my marketing plan was basically seat of the pants, and I called it connect the dots marketing. It's like find out something was working, I'd stretch it out a little bit farther, and then I'd go a little bit in another direction and keep the things that worked and discard the things that didn't work. Like in the Forbes article, building that business was, it's amazing what you can do in a mere 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Just bit by bit. Yeah, but yeah, bit by bit. But it seems like you really have got a sense for what connects you with your customers, consumers, the people who are enjoying, whether it's the music or the hot cocoa, whatever it might be. You really seem to find a way to connect. I think that is purely because I'm one of them. I feel like I'm in that audience demographic, and as long as I do things I like, it seems to be things they like. And here is The Little Drummer Boy from A Fresh Air Christmas by Mannheim Steamroller. Mannheim Steamroller from A Fresh Air Christmas, The Little Drummer Boy. Chip Davis is the founder of American Gramophone and, of course, Fresh Air, Mannheim Steamroller. If you just say that name, I'm already hearing The Little Drummer Boy in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun piece, no doubt. Could you have had any idea how that would catch on? Everybody knows what that is from the moment they hear those opening snare hits. That's true. I mean, it's a it's a very identifiable piece of music. And the way I did it with, of course, the little drummer boy, I mean, I had to feature the drums in it. And ironically, I was the drummer in the band at that time. So <laughs> I kind of created a little piece. Like I created that piece for my daughter. I created that piece from an uh, arranging standpoint for myself. And I have to ask, people must ask this so often that you even have it on your website about the name of the band. Yes, Mannheim Steamroller comes from a term in the mid-1700s, which would be around the time of Mozart, and the invention was the crescendo, and a composer named Johann Stamitz invented it. it basically, it's the crescendo. It's called the Mannheim Vaults. So they called it the roller, and then eventually it became the steamroller. So Mannheim Steamroller is the crescendo that came from Mannheim. When you go back to the Baroque Orchestra, not that it needed to be fixed. I mean, it wasn't Baroque. <laughs> it was just Baroque. <laughs> but it didn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Baroque Orchestra actually could only play pretty much at one volume because the instruments like the recorder, I mean, you can blow them harder, but they don't, they don't really get louder. They'll overblow into an overtone. Right. So whatever the instruments played at that volume level was sort of it. So when the newer version of instruments came along in the mid-1700s, that could have dynamic range, composers started to compose for that ability. So that's really where the whole notion of it came from. From 3040, 
The ultimate collection from Mannheim Steamroller, Veni Veni, O Come O Come Emmanuel. That's O Come, O Come, Emmanuel from 3040, Ultimate Collection by Mannheim Steamroller. On BYU Radio, this is Highway 89. We're speaking with Chip Davis, founder of Mannheim Steamroller. You know, you have, in addition to writing and recording 35 albums or more, you're the author of five children's books. There's this a line of food and bath products also under the Mannheim Steamroller name. Do you have some sort of list that you carry around, like the next hundred things I want to do? Or does one pop into your mind and you just sort of pursue that to its end and then wait for the next idea? Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably more like it. And actually, I'm up to about nine book titles now. There's going to mm. be a trilogy coming out next summer called The Wolf and the Warlander. I want to ask just a moment, even though we're talking about the Christmas concerts that are traveling around, you really are credited for starting what we call the genre of New Age music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up, up until then, most instrumental music might have been Dixieland or jazz or orchestral music. There wasn't a lot of instrumental rock, a little bit of progressive rock. But did you have any idea that you were carving out a whole new niche for music? I really didn't. When I did Fresh Air 1, I thought... I was attempting to write what I thought was rock and roll, and my classical background just only let me go so far outside the lines, you know? (laughs) So I I was really writing this new eclectic music that became called New Age, because they they needed a category in retail to sell this stuff. And as I was doing it, then a few other composers and labels came along at the same time was Wyndham Hill. Mm -hmm. They were doing different music than the mainstream, not the same kind I was doing. But they were doing non-traditional music, too. So that's what really pretty much started creating this whole new genre. On BYU Radio, we're speaking with Chip Davis, founder of Mannheim Steamroller. Holy Night, of course, the original lyrics in French, Cantique de Noël, from the album 3040, the ultimate collection from Mannheim Steamroller. I'm speaking with Chip Davis. He's calling from his home in Omaha. Chip, thank you so much for making time for us. Absolutely, Steve, and uh, I hope all of our fans will enjoy the concert that can make it to our concert out there, and uh, thanks once again for the interview. December 27th in the Bravanel Hall Mannheim Steamroller on tour. You can get tickets at broadwayinutah.com or call 801-355-ARTS. Thanks again, Chip. Hey, you bet, Steve. Hey, have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget, we love to hear from you, our listeners. Please send your comments and questions via email to highway89 at byu.edu. Our Instagram and Twitter feed is byuh89.com. 
Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistant is Abby Horlocker. And the producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Merry Christmas from all of us here at Highway 89 at BYU Broadcasting.